Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. <laughs> You're on the crazy train. Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. Get your tickets punched right here on the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. That's right. Get your tickets punched. Get on the crazy train. Join us for a full two hours of lively entertainment about fishing, hunting, the great outdoors in Wisconsin, and and whatever else pops into our head. And if you want to get get on the train with us and be involved in the show, all you got to do with your questions or comments is give us a call at 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. And you know, folks, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m., and we do appreciate you tuning in to us. So good morning, Danny. Good morning, Nick. Good morning. How's how's everybody today? Got a nice weekend here, eh? Finally? (laughs) So nice weather-wise. What are you talking about? What? Don't you ever read a forecast? Yeah, it's going to rain this afternoon, but I'm It'll talking. It'll be 50-mile-an-hour winds today, ah, t- tomorrow. It ain't going to be that. That's strong. part of the weekend, Bob. That, that ain't, it we ain't got gonna, about five hours of nice weekend. There ain't going to be that strong. It's nice now. I'm talking Nobody's about. Nobody's even awake I'm now. I'm talking about temperature-wise. We're going to have snow melting. Ice is melting today and tomorrow. That's what I'm concerned about, Still the melting. Sucks. Hey, a little rain is good for the soul. It's good for the plants <laughs> under the snow. <laughs> just a, uh, just so, another lousy day. So if people are going ice fishing, do it before noon because the rain is supposed to come in around noonish. Just another, <laughs> just another crummy day. Life's yeah. like a crap sandwich. Every day's another bite. Yeah. Oh, where'd you hear that one? <laughs> where'd you hear that? <laughs> I made you, it up. You stole that from somebody. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm a genius. I come up with stuff all the time. Yeah, he's a genius. He set up my stereo. Was yeah. that what it was? That a stereo? That was the line. Is yeah, he yeah. hooked up but, our stereo. Yeah, he hooked up our stereo. What's that from? Strange, Strange Brew. Brew. You ever you, see Strange Brew? Never have. Okay, you, you, you have to watch it. It's a cult classic. It. Yeah. Uh, on Second it. City TV, there were two guys: uh, Dave the Thomas Beaver and Rick Moranis. They did a skit on Second City TV, and now we're talking a while back, and it was called The Great White North. They were from Canada, okay? And they would talk like youpers and all that, and they were goofy. Well, they ended up actually making a movie, the, the two guys, the, the real people. Really? Right? They made a movie called Strange Brew. It was their quest for free beer, and <laughs> and they had all different kind of ways to do it. It's just a 
it's a it's a very strange movie, but it actually has a storyline behind it and everything. It's just it's just funny. Chicks oh. would think it's stupid. Yeah. Guys, there's no way they'd watch oh, about no. two minutes yeah. of it and think it's stupid. Yep, definitely. But guys think it's kind of funny in a certain way. Yeah, it is. It, it's just weird. I'd say it's kind of like, kind of a, I, don't, I guess it never reached the cult status of the Big Lebowski or anything like that. Yeah, I know, but, but it, it is good. If you I'm, watch it over and over again, <laughs> you get some of the, you catch some of the lines and stuff yeah. in it. You know, like when he tries to bribe, uh, they, the two of them try to bribe a secretary and he pulls a, a a jelly donut out of his pocket, and he goes, "How about a jelly?" <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> trying to, to get the trying uh, to bribe her. <laughs> First, nowadays, you know, I don't think it would be, um, you know, I think it wouldn't be politically correct because the 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 secretary they're trying to bribe is, I will say, rather he chunky, chunky. Yeah, a little bit. And yeah. so now, I guess there'd be a stereotype that oh. Oh, she's gonna want a donut. <laughs> she's gonna want a <laughs> donut. Like policemen with donuts or whatever. Right, you know, right. So now, yeah. right away, you're stereotyping. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it's probably be, yeah. you know, not a, everything. My, Everything's making of, everybody mad nowadays. Of course, one of our favorite lines we use this all the time is, uh, "Tom, where are you gonna be?" And this was asked of one of the actors after they got arrested. Yeah, and he says, "Yeah, they're gonna go to jail." And the one Dave to Thomas Beaver says to Rick Moranis. Yeah, they're going to be loving you all night long. And then you're, a cute, oh you're a cute little guy. Yeah, you're they're going to be loving guy. you all night yeah. long. Go, and then, where will you be? I'll be in the parking lot selling smokes. <laughs> he says cafeteria. Oh, I'll does he in, say cafeteria? Cafeteria, oh, we yeah. All, oh, we say parking lot. We say lot. parking lot because that, that's where you go have a smoke. That's where I go. That's what Danny tells me after the show every week. I'll be in the parking lot selling smokes. Yeah. Oh, is that what you're Sometimes, saying? Sometimes, yeah. When the well, weather's That's where we got that. Oh, God. Yeah, that was. It's a funny show. As a matter of fact, Nick, you would have loved this. That uh, back when John Lehman was alive, and uh, upstairs from the Muskie Shop was the Monkey Island. We called it. That was our like Monkey meeting. Island. Yeah, that was our meeting area. Okay, <laughs> and John had this great idea. We're gonna have movie night. He got this big screen TV, you know, and he got the chairs and the couch. And he even set up, remember when he set up a stand? You could buy popcorn and candy bars, soda, beer. I mean, he like like you come upstairs and you're like in a little theater, right? And the fir- we, first year we played... Uh, uh, Blood Hook. Blood Hook, yeah, which is a really big... Strange beat. Brew. We played Blood Hook, Strange Brew. Did it go on after that? I don't think no, it did. I think it was just the two. Now, like most great ideas that John had, it was my idea, actually. Oh, and what it? would happen is I'd be over at John's, and after I'd have one or two many beers, I would come up with just say something <laughs> stupid off the top of my head. Okay. And John would run with it. And you said, movie night. <laughs> hey, we could watch movie or something. And, yeah. and he'd run with it. So yeah. next thing you know, John thought we'd turn ourselves into Marcus. Marcus Peters, yeah. The only problem was the only guys that showed up were old guys like us, right? Well, there were a few. And you'd and everybody would be asleep. Well John left halfway through the first movie because he was too tired and had to go home. That's right, yeah. Like like a lot of John's great ideas, he wouldn't show up. Yeah, but that first one, the house was packed. I mean, there had to be I mean, you get fifteen guys up there, that's packed, you know. And the first one was packed. The second one was eh, maybe seven or eight guys, you know, something like that. But the first one was packed. After that, it wasn't so hot. But And then we stopped doing it. <laughs> like most 
<laughs> like most things. Like most great ideas that oh, kind of fell yeah. by the wayside. So uh, yeah. 7 yeah. o'clock today, we got our Boulder Junction connection coming in today. Yep. Dennis Royce will be in the studio live and uh, talking about different things. He's going to have uh, – if you, he's at the sports show, at the Milwaukee Sports Show, and uh, he's going to be giving away free stuff again. I mean, like by trips, motel stays, guided trips up there in Boulder Junction. So – uh, he's gonna give us the lowdown and the info on what they're gonna be doing. So, so you got yeah, good reason to stay tuned, other than yeah. listening to Tom's weather reports here <laughs> and our our dumb movie reviews. Yeah, our dumb movie reviews. But I must admit, Bloodhook. If you're a fishing guy, that's a great movie, especially if you're a musky fisherman. I mean, because it's what it's a it's about. Well, it's about a lot of different things, but it takes place in Hayward during a muskie tournament. How about Escanaba in the Moonlight? That's another good one. You know, the first half of that movie is good. And then it's like they ran it, out of it's like they ran out of writers to write exactly, the rest of the it. The second half, yeah. It, yeah. The, the first, first half was hilarious. The second half with the aliens and everything. It's like It's like what? they ran out of stuff, so they had to just throw some goofy stuff in to get exactly, the movie done. Exactly. But the first half is is very funny. How about Grumpy Old Men? Those all of them oh, are good. I love all of those old are men. good. There was Grumpy Old Men, and even Grumpier Old Men. Was it called Even Grumpier? I think that was the second one. Or just Grumpier? Old Is it? Men. It might just be Grumpier. I don't Grumpier think it's even. Was there two or three of them? Uh, I think there was two because then just like because Burgess Meredith died in right. the second one, and then I think Walter Matthau was not in very good health by the time right. they finished the second movie. Yeah, but those those two of course are classics. Those you know. are pretty good. Uh, Rick, uh, what's his name? Moranis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's the guy. The The other guy never really went on to anything. Mick Moranis did make a career. Uh, his oh, yeah. big bust out in Ghostbuster. Yep. Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. Are right. you the gatekeeper? Yeah. Yeah. He was perfect. Lewis. He was, he was perfect for, yeah. for that. For Dave, that. Dave the Beaver Thomas, he, 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 he had bit roles in Did he? like sitcoms, you know, here and there. Yeah, he, he he was on one show where he was like a regular character every week. I forget the name of the show. Okay. But, but he, he went on to do parts in, in TV shows, you know, so, but not. He never made it big. I, I don't think he was ever in a movie, though, after after Strange Brew. He should have staged getting jumped in Chicago and got his stock up there. Then he made a lot more money. Yeah. There you go. When I think Rick Moranis, I always think Dark Helmet. You guys big oh, on uh, Spaceballs? Yes, that's He's hilarious. So Which one? Spaceballs. It's a. Uh, I never saw that one. Wasn't a, he in Honey I Shrunk the Kids yep. too? Yeah, he was in that one too. Yeah, Spaceballs is a takeoff of uh, uh, Star, uh, not Star Trek, Star Wars, Star Wars. Oh, okay. And <laughs> Mel Brooks. Oh yeah, it was, that was funny. Made yeah. a. Now I got something to... Not the Force. It was uh, the Schwartz. Schwartz. The f- Schwartz. May I the Schwartz see, be with you. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine, Star. It's <laughs> awesome. Jesus. That was good. That's Luke, funny. come to the dark side. I am your father. <laughs> well, that's in Strange Brew, too, where they're wearing the, uh, the, the hockey things. And one's in black. <laughs> and he and he he's, he comes out and makes some kind of comment like Darth Vader. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. Oh boy, we're getting really okay, off we're way track. Off track. Here. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. We need a hunting or fishing report, real bad. Give us a call. Tell well, us, are you out there? Well, I got a fishing report for you. Okay. Uh, not that I went, but I always get them from my son, and he he goes out on the weekends, and uh, he uh, he last week 
I forget if it was Saturday or Sunday. He did. I think it was Sunday. He did extremely well on big bluegills. He did extremely well on those. And big pumpkin seeds. Big pumpkin seeds, big bluegills. Uh, so, he, yeah, he did really good. Uh, one of the area lakes around here in Muskego. I don't know, Big Muskego, Little Muskego, Tishigan. I don't know which one. W- would he be fishing deep, shallow this time He's of year? Shallow. Shallow. Nothing over five feet. Five, six feet is the deepest. Mini mite, jig, no, no, wax no. worm. Uh, he's been using a number of things, but one of his really hot baits was a gold tungsten jig. Okay. Gold tungsten and uh, with a, a, a waxy or two spikes. And, uh, you know, I've been saying for years that, that uh, gold jigs are, are very good. They, they do produce. I mean, there's other ones that are well, good, too, other colors, but... For some reason, that gold. When I when I iced fish, gold was really. I can hot. never differentiate brass, gold, copper. To me, those all kind of are the same. Although uh, no. copper would be a dark, darker, yeah. correct? It's they they all have a difference. They all look different. They really do. They uh, I mean, like if you get a, a spinner bait with gold blades versus brass blades, gold blades are. Brighter, shinier. There's a little bit of a different color, you know, a little bit different. But it, it, and it of is course, bright. it's not really gold. Uh no, they're expensive. They're 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 14 karat gold plated, which means like what, maybe I don't know, a milligram or something. Like some of, cheap jewelry might be. Is that like yeah, real? exactly. Yeah, it's a so 14 karat. They actually carat. use just a little bit of gold. Then? Yeah, they really do. But it's very thin gold plated. And it's almost like it's it's even less than a gold leaf, you know. And um, that's why, like, when I make my spinner baits, which I'm waiting for my order of stuff to come in, I buy the gold blades. And those are a lot more expensive than your standard nickel blades or copper blades or brass blades. Yeah. Right. They're a lot more expensive. So Maybe I'll buy up a bunch of those gold blades and put them in my retirement 401 plan. <laughs> I don't think... They're 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 worth like more those than guys a, on TV. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Invest in our yeah. gold. We got gold. The market may change, but this will stick forever. Yeah. And they're asking for one hundred and seventy eight dollars for this one ounce coin. That an ounce of gold is what twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars. It's like it can't be all gold. If it's only one hundred and seventy eight dollars, I ain't you know? buying nothing. All right, we got to go to a break, folks. Uh, when we come back, we're going to actually get into more fishing and hunting stuff because, hey, folks, those those rivers, uh, they're going to be opening up real soon. And because uh, this coming week, we got a lot of nice weather. Things are going to be melting. Rivers going to crack open. And it will be walleye time here on the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. <laughs> Buds, cutting there edge outdoors. You you're on now. <laughs> yeah, the first part, you're welcome back, wasn't on. Welcome back. Like, welcome back, Cotter. Yeah. All right. Next yeah. time, I'll just shout it out loud. Oh, Danny. Um, on, um, you know, just let me finish up real quick on those Hornswoggle. I mean, Hornswoggle. 
on those spinnerbait things. Yes, on the Nor- gold. Normally, I make a white skirt with gold blades, and then you know whether they be Colorado or uh, willow leaf, and then I also make uh, the black skirt with uh, blaze orange blades. But this year, I'm going to make another new one. I'm going to make a black skirt with the gold blades because a lot of you know when you have that stained water, that gold spinning in the water kind of looks like the the well some people call them golden shiners or golden roaches you know but the shiners they're they're goldish in color and it seems like a lot of the uh fish even predators and prey a lot of times have that goldish tint to them in the little bit darker water you know like walleyes right. they'll be a little bit darker right. you know so i'm this year i'm going to make some black skirted spinner baits with gold blades and we'll see how that works this year but anyway, okay. So yeah, and you got to make me those two spinner baits you made me. Those were pretty darn good when I used those yeah. up uh, for smallmouth. Yeah, they do. They, I'll tell you, we use them for everything. I, you know, when I was younger in fishing tournaments, Danny, I had this one pretty good sized Plano tackle box. I had over a hundred spinner baits in there. Plus, I had different blades and sizes of blades. I had different skirts, different colors. I had I had all the makings to make whatever color spinnerbait and blade configuration I needed. Like if I'm at a two- or three-day tournament and I hear or see somebody catching them on a certain one, I can make it. You know, I mean, I had so many. But then I realized over the years that I was only using a certain few, right? And my assortment got dwindled down and down, smaller and smaller. And now basically my two main ones are the White spinnerbait with the gold blades and the black one with the orange blades. Those those are my main two. If the fish ain't biting, those ain't biting. <laughs> but up on the bay, I know chartreuse and white skirts well, work really good. It was the white one. You made me a white yeah, one. Yeah, that one worked better for you up <laughs> and, there. And uh, I was up on Rowley's Bay in August a couple of years ago, and uh, it was so crystal clear. I, I could see a big smallie about 20 yards out by a rock. Mm-hmm. And I chucked your spinner bait just beyond it, about mm-hmm. ten feet. And when I brought it past that rock, it, it come darting out five <laughs> feet and it, yeah. hammered it. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Four pounder. That, yeah, it, it your your spinner bait. Yeah, and I, and the nice thing is they work for bass or northern pike. And we have caught a few muskies on them. You know, you know, not real big ones, small right. ones, but but bass and pike, they both love it because it is a little bit bigger spinner bait. It's a half ouncer. Versus uh, in stores, generally the biggest ones you find are three eighths. They're usually at one quarter or three eighths. You know, I right. just like a little bit bigger one because we know we like catching big fish. And you said <laughs> big spinner baits at night for bass. Uh, the half ounce spinner bait with the collar, big oversized Colorado blade, and those spinner baits you have to have a ball bearing snap swivel or a ball bearing swivel on that spinner bait that's attached to the arm. You know, the spinner bait you. Uh, Otherwise, you'll get line arm, yeah. twist. Yeah, you got to have a good ball bearing swivel on that. You know, uh, you don't want one of the cheap ones on that because you want to make sure it's spinning. I mean, the cheap ones will work. Don't, don't right. get me wrong, but they seem to get fouled up easier. Okay, than a good like a sample ball bearing swivel. Right, and they're not cheap. You know, they're not cheap. What's the purpose of the bent arm on some spinner baits where? You have to actually tie your line direct to it. What's okay. the purpose of that? That they don't have so, like a 
Uh, you know. Some are a twist bend, they call. And twist some, bend, you can put a snap swivel through. Right, right. And the other ones are called an R-bend. Why do they even have an R-bend? you got to it tracks. It tracks straighter. The The spinnerbait arm, the the arm that's on top, like on a safety pin, Right. the arm that's on top is in direct alignment with the arm on the bottom, whereas when you have a twist connecting, it's going to be off a tad. Well, some, okay, so which which brings another interesting point. Um Steve Milliot is anal as he was about his baits in tuning everything precise mm-hmm. as opposed to me just slap it on and start chucking. He would tune his spinner baits if they kind of had a little cant to the side. Yep. He'd actually take and start oh, bending can. the arm yep. and start. Because yep. I was with him one time and he says, give me that thing. I guess he got tired of looking at my spinnerbait running <laughs> sideways. A little bit it on his side. Yeah. So he just says, give me that thing. Yeah. And then he started bending it. Yeah. And Yeah. So I guess tuning a spinnerbait, which is something you really don't you don't think of, right? Yeah, but with the R, uh, not the R bend, but with the uh, twist bend in the front, uh, those those yeah those might run a little off, and and an R bend can run off too because you know I've caught pike that have just and bass that have just twisted that that those arms the wire they just twisted it all up you know, and then you got to start rebending it and it might not come in right and you got to play with it. It's kind of like having to tune your crankbaits, you know, uh, making sure those run straight, you know, because sometimes you get some that might run a little off. You know, you want to talk about, <clears throat> I think the good thing, the thing that separates, Tom, I think maybe the elite angler from maybe the good angler is the elite angler, I think, pays attention to, to little details. You're exactly right. That the other guy doesn't think about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was talking, I referenced Steve. Again, and uh, he's off living in Kansas City now. He hasn't fished in years. He's married. Got, a, But when he was into the fishing, he was into it. And he was to the point where, okay, we're talking suspending um, crank, uh, husky jerks, rogues, yeah, those right. things, minnow baits, rapalas. Um, what he would do is, of course, he'd troll bait a knock. He'd b- troll the Bay of Green Bay. Now, you would think a suspending husky jerk is a suspending husky jerk. It's going to run exactly the same. He would actually get a bucket of, in the wintertime, he'd get, he'd water test them and see which ones tended to sink a little bit more, which ones tended to run a little bit, didn't sink as fast. And he would have them coated. The ones that didn't sink as much were his inside lines when he was trolling Mm -hmm. a brake line, less likely to hook up, and then the other ones were the ones that he'd run outside, and then he might use a floating dive diver-type rappler. He'd, he'd have a science to which, mm-hmm. whereas I'd just put a couple baits on and chuck them yeah. out and start trolling, but he'd really think very carefully what he was going to run where. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised when, when I was younger uh, how many times my wife watched me fill up the bathtub with water and putting different brands of plastic worms same thing. And and seeing how, which ones floated a little bit faster. I mean, not floated, but sunk a little quicker, a little slower. And then she said, what are you doing in there? There's, <laughs> most people play with a rubber ducky when they're in the tub, like Kermit the Frog. Yeah, there'd, there'd, I mean, there'd but, be Tom in yeah, the bathtub plastic worms. playing with his worms. <laughs> Grandpa, I want to take a bath. Yeah. I'm testing buoyancy in yeah. here. <laughs> Did you sing a song too, like Kermit the Frog, uh, Rubber no, Ducky? No, I don't think so. But I, I you know, but you're right though. Rubber it's chompers. the little, it's the little things in in fishing when you pay attention to detail. 
it, that is so important, uh, and especially in like where you're where you're placing your casts on certain types of structures, uh, whether it be an underwater structure or an above water structure, where you're placing that cast, where you think the fish are facing, so that it doesn't come up from behind them, that they'll see it coming towards them or in front of them somewhere. You know, all those things all make a difference. Um, well, that's one thing too. Yeah. A lot of guys will let's say cast the weed bed, I don't care what, pike, musky, mm-hmm. bass, and they'll do it from one direction and then move on to the next weed bed. But some fishermen, I, th- I think I read Doug Johnson on Lake of the Woods years ago, he would attack a weed bed from different directions yeah. too. He wouldn't just do it from one direction because you got to think which way are those fish laying. If you got a, a musky or pike hunkered down in the weeds, you could theoretically cast five feet behind it, maybe. Mm-hmm. And if it's hunkered down, it may or may not detect that bait back behind or not. You got to yeah. get it in their zone. Right. It's it's like with bass fishing under docks. I would hit the left side of the dock, the front of the dock, and the right side of the dock. I'd hit, hit all three because there might, and further back, further to the front, you know, I mean, you got to, you don't, a lot of guys I see, they just make one shot under a dock, that's it, on to the next. You know, no, you, you got to give, you know, three or four shots sometimes, maybe or at least two, you know, but getting them at different angles, you know. And if you're fishing with somebody, the guy in the front of the boat, he can get the front of the dock underneath in the back. The guy in the back can get the left side of the dock. Then the guy in the front can get the right side uh, deep, and then the guy in the back gets the right side shallow. I mean, you can hit it. All different ways with two guys. So and if you have surprised. a couple of guys, if you can coordinate it like yep. that, yep. that way one guy's not, the guy in front isn't hogging all the all, best right. spots. Yeah. You're leaving certain zones for the other guy right. to cover. And and everybody's covering. One time I was with my brother Bill. We were on Nagawica, and we came up to this dock, and I said, Bill, I'm going to try this dock. Now, he he could not skip under a dock to save his soul. He, he couldn't, couldn't do, do it. that. No. And he just sat there in amazement. I was kind of amazed, too, because I hit this. It was a pretty good-sized dock, but I hit it from different angles. I caught five legal largemouths from that one dock just from hitting it at different angles. Now, if I would have just stuck one under there and made another cast, nothing happened, okay, and went on, I wouldn't have even known there were other fish under there, you know. So I guess we got to go to another break. Coming up next, folks, is the gut report. I've got a pretty interesting one for you to say you might like it. you might already know it and if you don't you're gonna like it and don't forget after the 645 break we will be playing the hornswoggle you can win a ten dollar gift certificate to carl's country market in menominee falls so stay tuned for all that and more on the skipper buds cutting edge outdoors Welcome back. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds. That is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Two things you got to do this weekend. Oh. Uh, let's see. Go ahead. Well, three well, things. I was going to say, we're supposed to do the gut report. Okay. Four <laughs> things. We're going to do the gut report. Uh, you can go out and see Dennis at the um, uh, sports show. Get up to uh, Midwestern Shooter Supply, buy some more firearms, and uh, go to Skipper Buds and get a boat. 
Yeah. That's it. That's the things you got to do this that's, weekend. That's what you got to do? Yep. All right. Okay. We got our gut report? Yes, we do. Okay, yeah, man, hit it. I'm uh, going to eat you. We, we forgot all I'm about it. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher <laughs> in the food chain. Get in my belly. The gut report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. I had a number of options to do for the gut report today. I'll save one of them for next week, which is a really good one, so you want to make sure you hear it. But this is pretty easy. How many how many times have you wanted to make you you know you you buy pasta at the store right but maybe you'd like to make your own ravioli or some type of pasta well making pasta fresh pasta is very easy and it's very good are you ready for this recipe this is pretty simple two cups of flour two large eggs and three to six tablespoons of water depending you know on the consistency you need that all you need it for about ten minutes. Then you let it rest for about 20. Roll it out to the thickness you desire for whatever you're making. You don't need one of them fancy hand crank pasta rollers, you know, if you want. I mean, yeah, if you got one, it's great. But if you want to make ravioli, you roll it out to a certain thickness, a little less than an eighth of an inch. You cut it into squares, put your filling, fold it over, put a little water on the corners to seal it, drop it in the water. And I'll tell you what, in boiling water, fresh pasta only takes a couple minutes to cook. It's very simple, very good. Make your own pasta. Two cups of flour, two large eggs, three to six tablespoons of water. You got it made. The Gut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Hey, Danny, you know what I did yesterday? What'd you do, Tom? Over at Sherpers, I took down all the ice fishing stuff. All gone. Took it all down. I put up, I moved the Plano stuff. I put out all the nets, everything, and, and, and I'm getting new stock in every week. And we're ready to rock and roll. So you got the open water stuff? Yep. It's all there now. It's all there. And I well, I'm still getting stuff in, you know. So you know, funny thing is when you make a big order and you know, you get it in early in the season, the problem is is that you don't get the whole order at once. You get like a half of it, and then a quarter of it, and then an eighth of it. Now Sherpers <laughs> Sherpers has a great selection of a little bit of everything there, but the fishing equipment you'd have there does it kind of cater to the campers and guys that are going to go out and take go camping, go take somewhere? They want to pick up kind of some basic fishing equipment? Yes, and we also have uh, stuff for the aficionados, if you will. We have uh, an assortment of striking products, which, you know, their stuff isn't that cheap, but it's okay. very good. Uh, we've got all the fancy lines, you know, whether you want the fluorocarbons or okay. the Power Pros or whatever, you know, that stuff. Right. Uh, we've got all the different plastics that you might need. We, you know, we we catered to, to mostly, you know, for years it was mainly towards the campers, you know, the people who would go out once a month or whatever. Right. But now our fishing section is really have has grown. You know, we got we got tungsten weights, you know, that for the for the guys who want that, you know. Um, so it has grown and it will grow a little bit more. As a matter of fact, we're going to be moving it to the front of the store. And, oh, here's another one. Now, try to find live bait around here is hard. The closest bait shop in this area, in Hales Corners, let's mm-hmm. say, is in the middle of Muskego. 
at a at a gas station. That's the closest place where you can get live bait. Right. Because several places closed around, you know, here over the years. Well, this spring, probably starting in April, we will be carrying night crawlers, red worms, and leaf worms at Chirpers. We will have live bait. So well, we're know, not going to have minnows, though. No, none of you that. You know, an interesting thing, um, Superior, Wisconsin, when I used to visit there as a kid, because, of course, Dad grew up there, my grandmother, relatives lived up there. Uh, Superior, Wisconsin, many years ago, 50 years ago, Mm-hmm. Uh, used to be dotted with kids would have refrigerators, old refrigerators out like on the uh, by the curb, mm-hmm. and they would have night crawlers in like little you know uh, containers. containers. Yeah, yeah, maybe like a uh, cottage cheese container yeah, yeah. or something they'd, like that. They'd be selling, and they'd night be crawlers. sitting in there, and then they'd have a little box, and it was an on your honor type thing. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even see the kids sitting there. Mm-hmm. They just put them out there, and people would put the quarter in the coffee can or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't see that anymore. Well, even even kids just sitting out, you know, it'd be a refrigerator a... without the door on it normally, yeah, with them right. kind of stacked there. Yeah. Now, and you know, it's funny. Like uh, it used to be, like you'd go out into the lake country in Waukesha, let's say, where all different lakes are. You'd be driving down, let's say, in the town of Okachi. There would be two or three kids sitting out on the front lawn, lawn and with a big sign, night crawlers, you know, $1 a dozen or whatever, 50 cents a dozen. You you don't see that anymore. I mean, I have not seen that in I can't tell you how many years. Oh, Danny, we got an email. Okay. We get back to the worms. Okay. Uh, this, this, this comes from Ralph. Ralph's upset. I'm sorry to hear that, Ralph. He says, I saw in the news that Miller charges $3 more for a case of beer in Wisconsin. Oh, in Wisconsin. Then in Chicago, the cutting edge uh, needs to needs listeners to protest. Yeah, why would it be charged $3 more in Wisconsin than in Chicago? I, I don't know. I, supply and demand or just demand? I don't know. Why would well, they charge three dollars more a case? You would think it would case? be more expensive to get it to Chicago because yeah. you got to pay tolls just yeah. to get into right Illinois. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. I don't know. Well, it's well, all about. Well, I'll tell you why, Tom. Want to know why? Okay, yeah, Here I want to know why. Why you know, is it, Danny? We have more knowledge <laughs> on this. It's all about economics, Tom. Yes, you'll charge what you can get for it. Right. Okay. So if people love their Miller beer here in Wisconsin. They're They'll gonna pay, pay more for their Miller beer here right. in Wisconsin. Now, if they stop paying more, if they stop buying as much, then Miller would probably lower the price. They right? can't do that. Well, I know they can't, but maybe they, 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 maybe keep, they would. They got to keep having their. Yeah. Well, and it's not so much Miller. Is it it's, Miller or Coors too? Because Miller Coors is one. It's one big company happy family now. And if I'm not mistaken, it's owned by the South African beer company. What? Oh yeah, we're owned by South Africans. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's a worldwide thing. Is that right, Nick? Am I right in assuming that? You're a college kid. You know a lot about yeah. beer. Oh. Ex-college oh, kid. Oh, the college kid who went ago. to Oshkosh knows yeah. a lot yeah. about Oshkosh. cheap beer. Ha, yeah. ha, ha, ha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's ask him. Sorry. Uh, we. He, I guess we'll come back to you if we have a question about Point, Black Label, uh, <laughs> Hams, yeah. Hams, Old Ham- Milwaukee. Right, you, you want a story about Hams? My brother Uh-oh. went to uh, So my brother went to college, Madison, Wisconsin. Hams was his favorite beer. another one that was cheap. 
And he moved to Austin, Texas, could not find hams, couldn't find Wisconsin beer. So he found right. he found like one grocery store in the outskirts of Travis County in uh, in Texas that sold it. And he went in there, gave the manager of the store his business card, said, Hi, I'm Matt Bodie. I'm here to buy all your hams. I'm going to buy you out all 10 cases of hams, tall boys you have. And when your next shipment comes in, don't put them on the shelf. Call me. I will buy you out. And I'm pretty sure he still does it to this day. So really? Hams, very popular with the Bodie family. Okay. But what about, is Bush, I mean, is Miller and Coors, isn't that owned by a South African company? I think. I think it's Bush and Coors and Miller. I will check the ownership on that. But I, I think it's owned by a South African company. We need uh, Venner. So. Venner, who is the South African guy we had on a couple weeks oh, ago? Oh, yeah. I don't think he would know, though. <laughs> I don't want that guy. I don't want that uh, uh, safari dude drinking beer while we're out chasing rhinoceros or something. <laughs> I don't want him doing that. Well, anyway, uh, Ralph, uh, we're getting on to it. We're, we're going to figure it out. We'll figure it out. And, folks, just to remind you, we got Dennis Royce, our Boulder Junction Connection, coming in at 7 o'clock today. He'll be live in the studio. I'm hitting this button here. Nothing's happening. Uh-oh. Danny. What? We got another email. Uh, well, that's true, too. Uh, this is from our friend, Jim. Jim Dembeck. He says, Tom, the purpose of the R-bend on spinnerbaits is that the line never gets wrapped around the eye. Sometimes when casting a spinnerbait, baits flip over and line gets wrapped on the on the tie. With the R-bend, the line just goes through the opening. In the R-bend, uh, wait a minute, the line just goes through the opening in the R-bend and not slips to the right itself. Well, granted, yeah, when you got that twist blend, twist bend, yeah, uh, the line can get stuck. Behind it, oh, whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas with an R bend, it doesn't get stuck. It just comes right through the R bend, and then the knot just turns around and it's fine. J- yeah, Jim is That's right. Another, I forgot. I forgot to bring that up, but another, that that is uh, one of the purposes for it. Yeah, good point. Definitely. Thanks, Jim. We appreciate that. You got to keep us on the straight and narrow. That's here. right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay. Well, you guess what time it is? Uh, it's time to play the horn schwaggle. Time to go have a smoke in the parking lot. Yep. Time to play the horn schwaggle. Danny's going to make three statements. You're going to tell seven nine nine twelve. Don't you, don't you just love 50. how he just cuts me right off? Sorry. <laughs> go ahead, Tom. Uh, Danny's going to ask. Uh, he's going to make three statements. You're going to tell him if it's a horn schwaggle or a no horn schwaggle. And if you get two out of three correct, you will win a ten dollar gift certificate to Carl's Country Market on the corner of Pilgrim and Silver Springs in Menominee Falls. And, Danny, are you ready with your questions? Seven nine nine twelve fifty <laughs> is the number. Right. And, yes. I was going to get to that, but I wanted to make sure you're ready. I was born ready. You were? Okay. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Seven nine nine twelve fifty. Be a contestant, and you, too, can be a winner. Here on where, Danny? Where are they listening? What? Where are they listening? Uh, 105.7 FM, The Fan, 12.50 AM, Sports Radio. Hales Corners. Hales Corners. Beautiful downtown Hales Corners. Yeah. Are we downtown? Right across well, from all the neon of... lights and yeah. casinos. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, we better go. Okay. All right, we'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for listening this beautiful 
Saturday morning, according to Tom. It's nice out. And uh, right now we've got our Hornschwaggle segment. What I'm going to do is I'm going to make three statements. And uh, if I'm pulling um, the contestant's leg, he says Hornschwaggle. If, if I'm telling the truth, it's no Hornschwaggle. So do we have a lucky contestant there, Nick? We do. We have Tim and Tosa on the line with us. Hey, Tim and Tosa, how are you doing? Very good. Yourself? Good, man. Good okay, morning, so Tim. here we go. Uh, beer, radio shows, and sweat lodges. Here's Those are our categories <laughs> today. So number one. South, Af- South African brewery. Hey, <laughs> so here we go. We were talking about Ham's Beer earlier, the f- uh, one of the finest. Ham's Beer. And uh, along, speaking of Ham's Beer, the Ham's Bull the Ham's Bull was a fixture on many beer commercials in the 60s. Hornschwaggle or no Hornschwaggle? That would be a Hornschwaggle. Hey, what yeah. kind of Very animal good. was it? That would be a bear. bear. That's right. From the land of and sky I, blue waters. I have a sign in my basement. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Water. I remember good, as good a kid you. in the 60s watching Packer games in black and white TVs, and they'd have the Ham's commercials. Mm-hmm. You never see those anymore. Gosh no. darn it. No. Okay. No, All right. Uh, you don't see kids in tree forts either. You see them on their cell phones playing video games these days. <laughs> yeah. The whole world's going to hell. <laughs> so next one, uh, courtesy of one of our listeners, Martin Milner and Pete Malloy from Adam 12 did a two-hour radio fishing show called Let's Talk Hookup. That would be a hornschwaggle. No, that's a no hornschwaggle. <laughs> really? Yeah. God. God, yeah, I guess. Okay, so you're one for two. And here right. we go. Elizabeth Warren Elizabeth Warren once speared a white sturgeon while with her native brothers at a sweat, sweat lodge in Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> hornschwaggle. Hey! hey you got all right. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we got your information. Uh, correct, Nick? You got the address and everything written down? We got them. Okay, man. I'll be mailing that $10 uh, certificate for Carl's Country Meats. Get ready to bring your checkbook, though, because you'll be buying lots of good stuff there. I totally understand. I uh, will. All right. Take care. Right. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, guys. Yeah, Carl's Country Market Market is located on the corners of Pilgrim and Silver Spring in Menominee Falls, where they have butchers cutting. You know, butchers are cutting that those choice meats daily, and uh, they get a lot of good stuff there. So you might want to visit it. Uh, I found out here on uh, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Nobody. You can't trust Wikipedia. I know. They tell the high school kids, Nick, can you trust, trust Wikipedia no. for a source when you write a no. college paper? My high school teachers told me no. My college professors actually said yes. I'm not kidding. Across oh. the board. Believe it. Okay. Very weird. God damn well, teachers. Especially <laughs> English teachers. They're kind of yeah, weird that, anyway. That's Oshkosh. It doesn't count. Okay. Uh, South African breweries, officially the South African Breweries Limited, uh, informally SAB, is a major brewery head- headquartered in Johannesburg, South Africa, and was a wholly owned subsidiary of SAB Miller until its interests were sold to Anheuser-Busch in October of 2016. So, so Anheuser-Busch owns they, it. I guess they That's do That's what now. I like to hear. Yeah, they own Anheuser-Busch. Busch. Is in charge. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. There we go. Okay. You I thought what? it was the other way around. We were talking about investing in gold coins that we don't know what you know what that's about. If a guy invested in a beer company stock, yeah, how can that ever go down? I don't think it would, unless think um, about uh, it. Uh, unless people were uh, 
Rather investing in gold, invest in liquid gold. What's always going to sell no matter what? Oh, hey, Danny. Think about it. We got a question. Long as there's college kids like your buddies getting drunk. There you go. We got an answer to the question as to why beer costs $3 more a case in Wisconsin than it does in Illinois. The reason, and this comes from John. We thank you, John, for letting us know. He says, guys, Wisconsin has a minimum markup law. It has been a pain for years. I forgot all about that, the minimum markup law. Well, it's the old minimum markup law. I can't go. believe I didn't that's remember it. that. I forgot all the about that. The old minimum that. markup yeah. law. The minimum markup law. That's why it costs more here. And that's something Governor Walker was trying to get changed, wasn't he? Wasn't he trying to change that? I mean, I don't know, but. Well, I, we should change that. Yeah, we should. That, yeah. that is just another tax. Yeah. Just another market. way of taxing the American people. Lousy or, Democrats. The Wisconsin, <laughs> the Wisconsin, taxing where's us that Wisconsin Homer Simpson nights. quote where he goes, lousy Democrats? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, don't worry, though. They're, they're proposing a billion dollars. Yeah. Get ready, guys. Our gas <laughs> prices are going up. Everything's going to cost more. You know, I'm just holding my breath. I'm just holding my breath. Okay. I'm what just holding got? my breath waiting for spring. And okay. we never did get to the to the walleye stuff that's going to be happening pretty soon. Well, another couple another week or two. Well, let's talk walleyes. Well, we will after we do the sports update with Nick Bodie. You know, cuz he's he's all ready to go. He's got interesting stuff. Do we have to? Yeah, I suppose we do. I think it's in our contract. Is it really interesting? <laughs> it's yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah, I think it better so. Better be Nick. All right. some good stuff. All right. Well, then here he is. Here's Nick Bodie with the news on the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 